Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Oh, on a day where Tom Brady calls it quits and you're going to be Bradyed out here over the next 24 to 48 hours. This is what happens when a legend retires, man. When he says, I'm done. Um, as we said, in the old days, he would have had a big press conference. He would have saw all these microphones in front of him. And- but he did that last year. <laughs> well, no. He just put out a letter. Yeah. Right. He just right, put right. out a letter last year. But it year. was. There was a lot of. But then there was tributes coming out and the whole thing. Yeah. It was a bigger, bigger, obviously, to do. But I'm saying the presser would have been at the Bucks facility right. with all the microphones and everybody. And right. He goes on his, his, on his phone and says, I'm done. And the world goes, whoa, wait a minute. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, we're certainly talking about it because it's worthy of being talked about. You may hate Brady, and we do. We despise what happened to the Falcons in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 51. I just recently cleaned out my closet. I tell Mike this every year. Mm. I still have a jacket that cost a lot of money yeah. that I've never worn. That's still sitting there, and I contemplate it. Whether I was going to give it to Goodwill or not, I was like, somebody's going to get some wearing out of this. But then I put it back in the back of the closet, and I said, I'll just let it sit. I don't know why. Don't ask me. I've never worn it. But the point is, we despise the fact that that happened. Mm -hmm. But he did it to a lot of teams. I'm looking at the overall records right now, Mike. This dude was 33-3 and against the Bills. Now, remember, he spent a majority of his career in that division. 30-7 and against the Jets. 24-12 and against the Dolphins. I mean, he owned, they owned that division, but he was damn good against everybody else. Guys, he's 11 and 1 against us. You know that one came this year yeah, when he was out by the end of the first quarter. So even that, you could throw like a little mental asterisk there. You know what's amazing? When we choked away Super Bowl 51, the greatest collapse. And I know obviously what happened in the playoffs this year by the uh, LA Chargers, but that's not the Super Bowl, okay? That's the first round of the playoffs. James White was the leading receiver, Julian Edelman, Danny Almendola, Malcolm Mitchell. Martell, Martellus Bennett, Chris Hogan, Don Lewis. See, this is the great debate. When I started to come around, like you, you can dislike someone because you resent the success. And again, New England, enjoy it because you'll never have another football championship, not in your lifetime, but I hope you enjoyed it. Not that you fans deserve it because, my God, those people are insufferable. But anyway, Carl, I'm off track now. The uh, thing about Brady is you take away Randy Moss 
And you look at some of those receivers. Now, again, we always, you and I joked around the plucky white receiver adjectives from Wes Welker. And again, this was a guy who was throwing to a bunch of dudes. Deion Branch, they'd cut him, he'd come back, right? They'd have, they literally they would have defensive backs <laughs> playing wide receiver. Yeah. And these were the guys. And because you did it that way, that allow, allowed Belichick to have better players on defense. To have good people in the trenches, and that's how you were able to build that dynasty. But you got to have a delivery system, and the delivery system was the GOAT. Troy Brown was the guy that came back. Good pull. Good pull. That was the guy that kept coming back to the team, and he, he played a variety. Of, I think Troy Brown, Brown played DB at one point. He he did the yeah, – That's what I'm at, yeah. Against the Colts that year. I think it was the same year that they, that they decided to do the, uh, the five-yard penalty for uh, illegal touch contact, but he played DB in that playoffs. They were so slim that year. So you're saying your opinion changed because of the personnel around him and how think, he elevated everybody? I just think you start to look. I mean, just look at the guys he was thrown to in our Super Bowl. Now, again, guys, Desmond Trufant gets injured, and that was a big part of it. And unfortunately, they finally got around to picking on some of our guys that weren't as good. And Jalen Collins just wasn't as good as Desmond Trufant, as much as Trufant I thought was overpaid here. But they started picking on the pieces you could pick on. So if you stop the tape and you end it, with Robert Alford on that pick six, it's a happy ending. <laughs> if you watch the second half, it's obviously the greatest heartbreak in the history of Atlanta sports. But that's when I started to feel in that despair that, you know what, you got to give it to this guy. He just, I mean, any other quarterback, any other set of circumstances, they're dead. Now, look, our defense wore down. Alex Mack's knee, we was on one knee in the middle of that line, and then we started shooting ourselves in the foot, making terrible. I don't have to relive it. The guy saw it. But – that's when I started to say, man, you got to just tip your cap to this guy. That's when I, I seeded from Montana to, to Brady. He is the GOAT. Yeah. I, I, Mikey, the crazy thing is that's probably the biggest moment, and I don't know if it is for him. You know, maybe maybe the next Super Bowl was the biggest one. I don't know. But when you start looking at his career, he had a bunch of those moments, though. Right. Right? And, again, it was at the, the peak, the, the pinnacle, right? right. Some it's, setting up field goals like against the Rams yeah. or Carolina. But this his one, first yeah, Super Bowl was it. like that, right. right? Exactly. I mean, he sets up Vinatieri, and they kick, and they kick the field goal. And you're like, man, I can't believe they just won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady because nobody expected it. Guys, the Patriots didn't know what they were getting when they drafted him. You can tell me now, 23 years later, (laughs) but they didn't know what they were getting in 2000 when they said, all right, we got this kid in the sixth round. You know, uh, Robert Kraft tells a story when Brady introduced himself. He said, I'm Tom Brady. I'm the best thing that ever will happen to this franchise. If you're Robert Kraft, you're thinking this kid's crazy. Six-round kid, and you guys have all seen the, the, the video of him in his boxer shorts at the physical at the Combine. It's great, but you got look, you've got to have that swagger and attitude. That's why so many people love what Joe Burrow brings to the table, having that edge and then backing it up. But as you said, here's a guy, you know, I went to his last game in college, playing for Michigan back in 2000. You know, I mean, that was a team that uh, beat uh, Alabama in the Orange Bowl. Mm. You know, and I, but I never imagined he would go on like anybody else to do that. The other thing is about, about Brady – I get it. New England, because of people feel they're always looking for an edge, Spygate. If you're talking about a, a less of a half a pound of pressure in a football, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. The flight gate? That was silly. Now, the spy gate stuff, the fact the NFL destroyed the evidence, but that I think that's the only thing I could validate why some people still have a mean on for Brady because they always felt the Patriots were pushing the envelope way beyond. But was it solely him? No, it's Belichick. Belichick yeah. built that. That that level of intrigue and, let's be honest, cheating or looking for an advantage. Parcells, where do you think he got it from? Parcells taught that to Belichick, but Belichick perfected it. You do whatever you can to get an edge. And and, and then they get caught, and you're right. And, and Brady's the quarterback. Deflategate was a joke. And that was the only time he missed games right. outside of his injury. Think about right. that. 
He got hurt. Kansas City, first game of the season. Outside of that season, that's the only time he missed games. I think he missed the first four games of the season that year. Now, the late, great Willie Salucci, who used to run the Palm Restaurant, you talked to him about Tom Brady. All that Tom Brady. All the stars are aligned for that guy, the tuck rule. That game should have been over against the Raiders, but some people take it back. Think about that game in the snow. Tom Brady, that was him, obviously, after uh, you know he took over when Bledsoe went out with the rib injury earlier that year, but that was the tuck rule. So, yes, the stars have aligned, but that's, he certainly more than made his own luck and success. You can't sit there and bellyache no. about that. Made too many plays over his career. All right, more to get to. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, man, no man's on the way. Let's get to an NFL blitz. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz. Dukes and Bell. Mike, when emotions are high, guys are upset that they've lost, you say things you shouldn't. That's what Jermaine Pratt did with the Cincinnati Bengals. Pratt and his outburst in the tunnel got caught on tape. He has since come out and apologized. Mm. I was emotional. I was in the moment. I was wrong. I would say I was wrong. As a man, you can look at yourself in in the mirror and say, I was wrong. I wasn't a great teammate at that moment. But they don't define me as a man. I mean... Joseph Osai was the yeah. guy he was yelling at. Yelling at Osai for hitting uh, Patrick Mahomes, getting that 15 yards, which then sets up the Buckner field goal. I mean, guy, he wasn't the only guy in that team that felt that way. You know, the B.J. Hill and the guys were popping off too in the locker room. Yeah, uh, and, and again, stuff like that happens. It's sports. Right. But as far as our Falcons are concerned, Harry Douglas was asked about whether or not he believes we're going to make a serious run at Lamar Jackson. Listen to what H.D. said. I do personally want to see Desmond Ritter get a full-year opportunity as a starter. But Lamar Jackson, which he would be wonderful for this team because I'm just thinking about the run game and Lamar Jackson in that type of run game. And now you have to commit a lot of guys to the box to stop the run. Now, we heard yesterday, Mike and I talked about the franchise tag number. It's about $32 million, $33 million for the quarterbacks. So if they decide, the Ravens do decide that, again, I've said I don't think Lamar signs that. But – That doesn't mean they don't franchise tag him and protect themselves, Mike, because they could still make a move to potentially move on and trade him and see what happens. But that is still out there, and that's got to get resolved here sooner than later once we get to the new year for the NFL, which is in early March. And, again, a lot of guys don't understand why guys are so down on the cap because it sounds like a pretty good deal. You know, then the Redskins hit Kirk Cousins with back-to-back, and you can only do it twice. You can only do it twice, but back-to-back franchise tags. But you want that big signing bonus. You want that $200 million guarantee that everybody else has got. That's what I think has been the sticking point with the Ravens. And then the thing is, once this, once the franchise tag goes down, you can only negotiate with that team. That's why, you know, you, you're locked in. They got you. So we'll see. It can make for even more hurt feelings, one could argue, between Lamar and the Ravens. No doubt about it. What about our staff and uh, what's going on at the East-West Shrine game, or at least the practices this week? Terry Fontenot, our general manager, was talking about the importance of our coaching staff being there. It's been great. It's been great. Really giving us this opportunity, and it's it's really twofold. You know, the opportunity to to do some different things with the staff, and people have different roles, and so that opportunity for us to grow and develop and also having access to these players. And there are a lot of good football players out here. And us to get a different level of access than the other 30 teams are getting, talking about us in New England with these with these teams, I'm sorry. So it's, it's been great. And about 50% of the players in this game historically are going to end up in the league at some point. About 25% of this game actually gets drafted. So to be able to spend all that time with them, it's been really valuable. Yeah, man, I, uh, I do agree with that. I just, again, hope we don't get sold on a player that may not be as good because you see him all week and you're impressed. Let's do the full scout. We'll see what the Falcons do 
uh, as the Senior Bowl and certainly the East-West Shrine games are this week. Mike, Dave Tepper's getting criticized. This is the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Tepper, despite hiring Frank Reich over Steve Wilkes as the team's sixth head coach, insisted in a press conference Tuesday that he's trying to do everything he can to break up the old boys' network in the NFL. Well, the old boys' network, for those of you who don't get the gist of mostly white owners, is part of the history of not putting minority candidates in position of power, particularly when you talk about head coaches. So Tepper talked about it, but he wasn't about it. Right. And so he's getting criticized because you're saying, Dave Tepper, you had a chance to do something about what you're saying, but yet you didn't do it. So some people are saying, wait a minute, that's pretty hypocritical. And I think you and I said the rate of return for interim head coaches coming back and getting the full-time gig is about 25%. So the odds were kind of stacked against Wilkes in more ways than one. But Steve Wilkes is a guy I thought did a pretty darn good job. When you consider all the quarterbacks losing your playmakers like Christian McCaffrey, you know, and I, I would have certainly given him a shot, but it's not as sexy. But i got to be honest. If you were going to bring in Sean Payton over Steve Wilson, I could sense. say, okay. It but to bring sense. Frank Reich in, yeah. that's yeah. not really got the pizzazz that warrants that, I can tell you, certainly. Well, I just believe anytime you bring in a Super Bowl champion-winning coach who's had the kind of success and track record of Sean Payton, it's hard to argue. Now, you can say, well, Frank Reich was on the, the Eagles staff when they won the Super Bowl. Yes, but he was not the head coach. That was Doug Peterson. So I'm with you, Mike, on that. Either way, he's catching some heat as far as being hypocritical, and I do think there's something to that. Hey, we talked about this yesterday. It's our NFL Blitz, brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. A lot of conflicting reports about how the Sean Payton thing went down and whether or not the Broncos spent the day yesterday trying to lure D'Amico Ryans and then finding out, oh, he's got to deal with the Texans. We better go back to our original plan. And then, Mike, they give up draft picks, which they didn't want to do to begin with. No, and then it became NFL expert on NFL expert violence and the Twitterverse between Adam Schefter and Tom Palisaro and Ian Rappaport, everybody else, about who actually had the real story. But the one that makes a lot of sense, and i got to be honest, you thought you had things locked up with D'Amico Ryans. Then all of a sudden that one goes sideways. He's going to make the deal. And then to go back to where he played with the Houston Texans. So then why else would you make, after you've already sat down with Harbaugh repeatedly, make a third effort to go out, then you fly out to Ann Arbor, and then to come back to Peyton. So now the other thing was, brought this up yesterday, and I had it backwards, but you've already given up all those picks to get Russell Wilson. Now you got to give up another first and another second round to get the guy to fix yeah. Russell Wilson. Wow. And the salary's insane, and he wanted, what did you say, 20 to $25 million? That's nuts. I, so he's going to average out 17 to $20 million. That's It's still crazy, Mike. It's still crazy. And look, you, we're, we're, look, maybe we're too close because we saw Sean Payton eat our lunch nine times out of ten against the Falcons, <laughs> but that's that's like highway robbery for yeah. a head coach. Yeah. It's, it's and you lot. better fix Russell Wilson. It's a lot. Oh, it's, by the way, two is out of his uh, concussion protocol, and it's February 1st. Until he's not again. I just don't know what the Dolphins are going to do. I think you got to draft another quarterback. I mean, until he's not again. And, and listen, I wish two had nothing but yeah. the best. I mean, unless you want to bring in a guy like Dave, you know, Derek Carr. <sighs> They're going to have to do something. They really are. Yeah, they say he met with all these medical folks and, you know, again, cleared is great, but he's not playing any football next week. I mean, he's on vacation now for the next five months. So, uh, again, we'll see what happens with Tua. Coming up, guys, what do we really need? We'll tell you coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And Bell. We got spirit. How about you? On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
It is Dukes and Bell coming up. Yeah, man, no man. Four o'clock, Connor K. Riley's going to stop by, or K. Connor Riley, uh, from Dog Nation. And uh, we'll get the latest on what's going on at the Senior Bowl. Today's National Signing Day. It's the second part of National right. Signing Day. So, again, the dogs really had their recruiting class wrapped up, and Mike mentioned it. They are currently two. It looks like that's where they're going to finish. Guys, does it matter? We've said this. Top three. Right. You're good. And what do you need? What do you need? What do you have? What do you have as far as relation to what Alabama's looking for? Are both teams, you know, looking, hopefully, I hope Georgia's not looking for an OC. Man, that Munkin news. Hope that stays uh, on the back burner. But, yeah, Georgia's killing it. They got a uh, they got to recruit the one of the top defensive backs. It's the 24 class, but he wanted to lock it in already. Talked about that earlier. He also happens to be a fourth. More coming up in, uh, in Guy Talk about that. All right, let's talk about what we really need. And I'm talking about our Falcons. Right now, when you look at this team, what do we really need? Now, you're going to say everything. We're not going to get everything. You don't get everything in a season. Over the next two, maybe three seasons and off seasons, we may fill all the voids and all the absences or empty spots on this roster. But, Mike, what do we need? If I told you right now you get to pick one position that we have to address, and we all have to agree on this, by the way, because – the reason why, and I say that, we don't have to agree, but I say I think the team, everybody in that room has to agree that it's the most pressing issue for our football team. So some, some of you guys think it's O-line still. Some of you guys think it's a corner. Some of you guys think we got to get better linebackers because you saw what San Francisco had and you see what the Eagles have and now you're watching the Chiefs. Maybe you think, maybe you think it's a wide receiver, Mike. What is it that we need right now? D-line. We got the worst defense. We don't get the quarterback on the ground. We need somebody who makes everybody else around him. So, in descending order, defensive tackle. Now, again, I would say edge rusher, but this is not a great free agency class. We may have to get it off the tree, and hopefully you get a guy who's not going to have to be a freaking de- – if I hear the phrase developmental, no, I need a guy that comes out fire-breathing with that eighth pick. Hopefully a defensive edge rusher slash outside linebacker. But be right now, D-line. And I know that O-line is right behind it, but it seems like we, we got more pressing needs, Carl, on the defensive line. Grady needs help. I agree. I think that's where you start and where you finish. Meaning, let's, let's get that squared away. And then we can address some of these other things. Mike, speaking of O-line, and we kind of asked this question yesterday um, to Josh Kendall, who writes for The Athletic, and he came on, and I said to him, do you pay Caleb McGarry $17 million or more? Because that's the going rate. If you were going to franchise tag a guy at that position, Mike, that just seems like a lot for Caleb McGarry. And and, and Josh, you know, to his credit, he said, yeah, look, he got better. He's better than he was. I'd absolutely pay him because now you got to go out on the open market potentially. If you don't have a guy and maybe try to fill the void, I don't know. I'm reluctant on that. I just am. Let me just give you some comparisons. You know, as we say, I always love when they remember, uh, I wonder if he'll be back with the combine since he's not working right now, and that's Mike Mayock. Look, look, look at the comp, you know, and, uh, and, and, and all the hip sway, all those, like, catchphrases that Mayock uses. But if you look at the comps, comparatives, real quick, a name, Mike McGlinchey from the 49ers. You know what he's really good at? Run blocking. You know what he's not so great at? Pass blocking. Who does that sound like? Caleb McGarrett. Exactly. But this guy is listed right now at NFL Network as a top 10 free agent. Number nine overall. And he is. He's better than McGarry. But still, there's a but. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I don't, to your point, and that's a guy that's better than him, and there's a guy like we've got who's got the deficiencies, but here's a guy that everyone considers is, is 10 times better. So to your point, I'm not giving, I can't give him 15 to $20 million. I can't give that to Caleb McGarry. Here's the reason why, and it's not that, you know, again, I just don't want to get caught up in paying 
that kind of money, Mike, if you tell me it's the going rate and he is the best player at his position, okay, I'm cool with that. He's the best. You're telling me he's the best right tackle in football? Different, different story. I don't want to pay average guys top dollars. I just don't. I'd rather allocate that money, Mike, for mm. what we really need and guys that we're going to be taking care of, as you've mentioned, okay, if Pitts lives up to it. And I still don't know if he will. Or if Drake London becomes that dude at wide receiver and you go, we need him. I'd rather allocate those dollars as we're building this team to say, hey, let's pay mm. the top-notch talent. I just don't want to get caught up in pay, And especially now that we got money. Right. You don't have to pay him. You can go out and say, hey, we're going to address this and we're going to be better at this position. It's my only reservation right now, Mike. He's right behind McGlinchey as far as the run blocking grade. That's what I'm looking at. I just found the pro football focus numbers. Uh, I was just typing. Uh, Caleb McGarry is listed by PFF's estimates as the number 29 free agent, 29th best free agent. So, again, despite the things you just talked about, I'd still like to find something better, but then you get into how much better are you going to find and what is the price? Unless, of course, you carve the other way to do this. You go and you could have done this last year. You could have committed. There was a run on wide receivers, so we got ahead of it and we went with Drake London. Hopefully that will continue to bear fruit. Yeah. But you could have gone offensive tackle. You can go offensive tackle in this draft, and then you better find something. Then maybe you try to trade up in the first round. I know we got a long way to go with the combine, but what about going offensive tackle? in the first round and, and, and getting a guy that would plug in along the lines of a Chris Lindstrom, but, I mean, a big-time tackle. Listen, I don't think you could ever go wrong with what we're seeing with the depth of the O-line and D-lines with the teams that we've seen here in the playoffs, right? The only team that has really struggled still, and they re- went and restructured and, and, and bought a brand-new line, and then all those guys got hurt with Cincinnati. Mike, I would not have an issue with it. Again, it's not going to get our fan base excited no. because you're going to go, oh, whoop you do we got a left tackle. But if you're going to break in a quarterback, which we're probably going to do, whether it's Desmond Ritter or somebody else, you still have to protect him. If you're telling me we go D-tackle mm-hmm. or offensive tackle, I'm perfectly fine with that. I have no issues. But, you know, my, my thing about uh, Caleb McGarry, and here's the other thing, Mike, and this is, this is just we're just talking, guys, about what our team needs. Our staffs are at the East-West Shrine game. They're going to be at the Senior Bowl. And, you know, our general manager said, basically, we get the secrets. We get to know the secret sauce of what's going on with a lot of these guys. Is it wrong of me, Mike, to think that the other part that bothers me about Caleb McGarry is the way that you motivated him was you didn't pick up the fifth-year option. Right. And so now you're going to pay him top dollar? Does that help or hurt? Yeah, it's like a Javi Lopez contract year. You know, that's, and that's an old reference for Braves fans. He had a monster year, and then he did nothing for the Orioles. That's a great, great question. Why did it take us pulling the rug out from under you to get your, to get your best game out there? I, it, 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 that's the only part. Now, you're going to say, well, you know, maybe it was the development of Arthur Smith. Come on, man. I tell you guys all the time, it doesn't take long to realize if a guy can play or not. Do you guys think Drake London can play right now? From the small sample yeah. size, yeah. he can play. He made some great catches, and like, yeah, we all know he had some fumbles, and he'll work on that stuff. But he, he made some athletic plays. He made no, he's never he's never had the elite elite speed, but no. he's a great route runner. You saw, it. and again, Desmond Ritter brought out the best in him too. But he, you can see the point, point is he's got the skills. Tyler Algier, yeah, Tyler Algier is a beast. He can play. It doesn't take long. It took us four years to realize what Caleb McGarry was before we went. Oh wow, he's a really good run blocker. Well, what changed? They didn't pick up his fifth-year option, and all of a sudden now I'm a beast? So it's only concerning because, Mike, if I get my dollars, right. 
And then do I go back to what I was? And yeah. Maybe do I you you revert back to your? Come on. Yeah. That's and look, that's not hating. That's facting. That's part of sports. And will you just kind of be that dude, an average dude? You know, eventually we are going to have to replace Jake Matthews. I know he's still making big money, and he's a big part of our cap. He is. But uh, at some point, you got to think about the air parent for Jake. If guys, we got a long way to go. But I'm just planting some seeds. We'll have plenty of time to break down the draft when we get close. But. Maybe that's another way they, they go if they can line some line up some pass rusher defensive tackles in free agency. The other thing is corner, and we talked about that yesterday. You know, you could argue you need another corner. We do. Opposite A.J. Terrell. And if you can't find some of those things we've already talked about, if there's a run on edge rushers, there's a couple of dudes that are looking. I mean, there's a – and the combine will – the cream will rise to the top. Whoever you're earmarked, get in a corner, a big-time corner. You can never. I just don't look think at you can Sauce Guard. Look at the difference. Sauce Guard oh. was a pro bowler in year one for the Jets. Now he was already selected, guys. He was picked fourth. That was way before we got to Drake London. Yeah, but if that kind of talent is there at eight, which it may be, depending on how this right. draft shakes out, I t- I'm with you. you. You just can't have enough of those kind of guys, and it changes your defense. Mike, whether you're 3 4, four 3, don't right. matter. You need, Still a need. You need those guys. All right, 404 741 You can let us know what you think. Find us on social media. Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put em Up. See Dukes in this radio show, Dukes and Bell 929. Yeah, man, no man's on the way. We're also going to talk to uh, Connor Riley from Dog Nation coming up at 4 o'clock, as we mentioned, and we'll get the latest on the dog's recruiting efforts. But I, I think for dog fans now, we're spoiled. One, two, don't matter if we're one, two, three, four. You feel like Kirby and his staff are going to develop these kids, Mike, as they come in. It did, I, I don't care. The dogs could be fifth, right. sixth. I would still feel like we have a chance to get back to the national championship. Look, you got the best tight end. You got uh, one of the best centers. You got, uh, again, quarterback classes. Certainly that room is filled. You got a bunch of studs all over the place. You got freshmen that were making impact on defensive line in the national championship game. And then you're bringing in more of these five stars. I'm with you. I, I wouldn't sweat the fact your percentage points behind Alabama for number two. No. Um, and by the way, but no- it also proves that Saban's not going in. <laughs> I was going to say, don't, don't take <laughs> off Alabama fans. He ain't retired. Why ever. do you hate Alabama so much? We're going to prop him up when he's gone. He'll still be on the sideline. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, coming up. We'll hear from Bo Morgan. Yeah, man, no man's on the way. It's next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Come on, boys. Back to more Dukes and Bell. Let's go, let's go. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Dukes and Bell. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike and I in here discussing uh, <laughs> Tom, Brady's, yeah, Tom Brady's <laughs> personal life. I just saw a picture <laughs> on social media where somebody said, Brady fumbled. It was a picture of Giselle in the thong, and uh, she's on the beach. And, uh, you know, I, listen, I think a lot of guys think that. And, and it's easy on a day where he calls, you know, his yeah. shot and says, I'm done, right. to take shots at him. Um, I don't know if anybody knows outside those two and maybe his close friends what, what really happened. But to Mike's point, and, and this might, be, might not be a popular opinion, as we'll get to Bo here in a second, I like what I like. You like what you like. Right, right. And we were both saying, you know, like you see you see Giselle. I think part of what makes a, a Giselle a super attractive person is she was a supermodel and she made a jillion dollars. Okay? If you saw Giselle on the street, you'd just be like, yeah, she's pretty. Right? right? 
but because she was on every damn magazine cover <laughs> yes. ever known to man, and you right. knew she was making hundreds of millions of dollars, it adds a little something to it. I'm with you. And, uh, you know, I, I've always thought they should have supermodel baseball cards. That's me. But, yeah, I, th- I feel that <laughs> working in New York, when I, when I did bartending, getting to see some of those people up close, and not, it was pretty amazing because, you know, like seeing Carol Alts and uh, Cindy Crawford, and, uh, you know, I, I worked at a place called Nell's in Manhattan. It was, it was a great gig to have. But, you know, it's like, wow. And then Kate Moss came in. I was like, eh, eh. <laughs> and that was years later. Yeah. That, that, that was a whole different look. Remember that heroin chic nonsense? Ugh. Anyway, speaking of chic, Squid Billy. Let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> The executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, bigger, better, bolder. And mm. somebody just asked me, "What do you like, Dukes?" Listen, Sir Mix-a-Lot told you years ago, <laughs> "I like big butts," but, and I cannot lie. I gotta be honest. I literally on my computer, I put, I put the photo up, Bo, of uh, Cliff Kingsbury's special lady friend out there in Thailand. I was staring at that photo like staring at the sun yesterday on the computer. <laughs> All right, man, Bo <laughs> Morgan. What is happening today? Happy Wednesday, man. It's been a busy week already. I mean, it feels like it's, it's right. a lot of stuff happening this week. Yeah, it's it's um, it's um weird because I woke up this morning, I was like, damn, it's Wednesday already. Because Wednesday's shoulder day. I was like, I'm in the gym. <laughs> is that how you and, qualify well, today? Yeah. Wednesday's and, well, not back day for you? It's shoulder day. No, interesting. back day is Thursday. Uh, interesting. Well, I'm not like most people. I know most people go to the gym. They got to do chest on Mondays because they're like, oh, it's only, I'm not on if I make it in here. I got to do chest. Every and, day is chest day in my world, Bo. <laughs> yeah, it goes It goes legs, chest, shoulders, okay. back. Okay. And then and that, that's your complete workout. Like legs, you're doing every mm. muscle group in the legs, right? Calves, everything. Yeah, yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, we hit, we hit most. All right. I mean, I'm not, look. You, you don't do calf raises? I do do calf raises, yeah. I'm just asking. When's the last time you did a freaking calf raise? Wait a minute. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I walked in the gym. There's my calf raise. Okay? <laughs> I went down a flight of stairs. There's a calf raise. Go ahead, Bo. Back to you. All right. Wait a minute. I can barely yeah. hear you. Make sure your mic is... is uh, uh, this is ridiculous. There it goes. There it goes. All your right. calves might be stout, but your mic is flaccid. Uh, so what were you saying? You did calf raises when? Yeah, I do. Uh, if you do leg press, you can you can do calf raises at the end of the leg press. Yeah. You do the tippy-toe thing at the end. Yes, it's called calf races. Mm. <laughs> no way, Jose. I haven't done legs since Reagan was in the White House, Carl. <laughs> calf races. So you squat? Do you squat since we're talking about workouts? No, I do not do free weight squat because my knee will explode okay. and it'll be a bad scene. I do the hack squat machine. Okay. Okay. So that'll get you. Well, yeah. see, and that's the thing. That's knowing your body, Bo, because most people are like, hey, I'm going to do it anyway, and then they get hurt, and then they got injuries, and right. they're like, oh, I don't know why I did this, because you shouldn't have been squatting in the first place. Well, it's funny. My workout partner, he's a big, oh, i got to do squats. i got to do squats. I'm like, all right, well, you go there and do squats, and I'll do something else. So I'll either yeah. do the hack squat on my own, or I'll do, like, uh, uh, what is it, the, the leg curls or whatever. I, I always mix something in to make up mm. for it, because I'm not, squats kill my knee. I have a bad knee. It's, it's, it, if it hurts my golf game, which screwing up my knee more will, yeah, ain't happening. Okay. Um, I thought this is interesting. Our boy Ant Man, Anthony Edwards, he was uh, he sat down with uh, GQ Sports, and um, he he had an interesting note about himself. He said that one of his favorite things to eat is Chester's hot fries. Hey, hey. he's been eating them since he was five years old. Mm. He says they're the best chips ever made. That's his opinion. Um, you don't have to agree with it. And that he eats about three bags a day. 
So he says on an estimate of 21 bags of Chester's hot fries wow. he eats per day. Now, that's a lot of anything, and we all know that uh, excess uh, in, of anything is bad. But Except for one thing, but go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> That got Garrett to Garrett laugh at the G-Money was laughing at that one. <laughs> but yes, except for one thing, you all know, but go ahead. Yeah, but. you'll go broke drinking all that Hey Man Ale, Carl. I, I, well, I, um, but I'll ask you guys, what is one thing, and Garrett, when they're done, you can chime in. <laughs> Um, Garrett's still laughing. What is one thing that you eat every week you probably eat too much of? Chocolate chip cookies. Ooh. Yeah. I get the soft batch of the, the Chips Ahoy. You know, like the, the, the ones that yeah. smell in your mouth. Yeah. I'll go to a bag of those a week. The big bag, too. The economy size. <laughs> I'm, a chocolate, I'm a chocolate chip junkie. I okay. Am. All right. Uh, it's the gummy candies for me. Mm. Too many. Too much. Now, but again, I love them. Carl lived in Germany, ergo the gummy. It's not gummy, it's gummy. But that's that that would be mine. Gummies are great. Uh, I'm a big gummy fan myself. Yeah, that, for, that's that's I probably eat too much of that. For me, would I eat too uh, much? There's not too much sugar in that though, is there? No, it's just it's not that, Mike. It's like you can't it's like lays. You just can't okay. have yeah. one. Right, right. That's you know? the problem. There's not enough there's not that much sugar in a couple. But to to Carl's point You eat, a, you eat th- two bags. Yeah. Yes. And now you've now you've done yeah, now you've done it. Now you've done it. Um Chocolate covered almonds, milk chocolate covered mm, almonds, delicious from either Costco or Sam's Club. You can find you can buy them in bulk. And I'm gonna tell you something. Fix your mic. <laughs> I'm gonna have to send an email. You can send those strongly oh, worded email. You're assistant brand manager, man. You should be able to get email. this thing fixed. But the, go ahead. You were talking about Costco. The chocolate covered mm-hmm. milk chocolate covered almonds. You get them from Sam's or Costco, mm-hmm. and they come in like the huge little bins. Okay. When I. I will eat a whole thing in like five days, and then I'm like, "Oh, can't go back," because mm-hmm. they're, dude, talk about. I just sit there and eat them constantly. I, every other. All right, you know what, Garrett, tell us what you eat. <laughs> yeah, Bob's Bo, kind of seems like in the year, there's a problem with your XLR cord. For those of you keeping score at home, yeah, it's probably just a cord. You got to fix that Sennheiser, buddy. Just, but by the way, now I, how are we feeling? You said it, it sounds go. great. I, the, those almonds, though, the chocolate—they uh. are the best. You're right, but at Costco, you get like. You get like a tub. Right? Yeah, I know. You and I'll go through it. I don't need a tub Dude, of chocolate covered almonds. I do. Mm. I'll go through it in five days. Oh, that's a lot. Mm. Garrett? That's a lot. So I'm not a bunch of a snacker in terms of like chips or anything like that. Would that explain why you're 125 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also like 22. That's why he's that skinny. I look, I look like I'm 22. Yeah. No, I. I'd say it's like more of a meal, like a taco. I'm a Taco Bell guy. Okay. okay. And I, I shouldn't eat Taco Bell. Burrito Supreme? Chicken quesadilla. Oh. Chicken quesadilla. It's the, it's, the, it's the burrito wrapped in a quesadilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's delicious. Do you like hot the, sauce do, in there. Do you like Ooh. the crunch, though? The, the taco crunch thing? See, I'm just a chicken quesadilla. I get okay, the same thing. Okay, nachos real grande. Nachos real grande? You know what way you more than I do. the metabolism of a jackrabbit? <laughs> It is unbelievable. I, I get away with it. You know, I get away I guess with so. it. so. Yeah. So, no, but it's fine. Like but it's dog. delicious. It's I, not good for you. But, the Burrito Supreme you know. is my go-to. But I hear you. So you do that. How many do you do? One, two? I do two chicken quesadillas. Okay. Ooh. And I eat it probably more than I should. I like those beef Mexi-melts. It's kind of like the appetizer mm. to like get home to eat whatever I, my main course is. Like you the know Mexican what? pizza or something like yeah. that. You didn't add anything to this segment. You can turn your mic off. <laughs> I thought it was. I, Wait a minute! What? Don't treat him like Turtle. What? what? He's on, filling he was... in for Turtle. I want him to. I want him to be treated like family. He was <laughs> my family. <laughs> yeah, he was brilliant. He just told you exactly what he ate. I was trying to press him and get if him to you tell defi- us more. If you define that as brilliant, you, brilliant. And I, you and I need to have a closed door meeting. 
No, I just, awesome. I just think there's stages, and guys, if you're older, we got guys that listen from age 18 to 50, whatever, 150. You know, when you're 25, you can eat anything, and you just poop it out like a goose. And then you hit 40, and then it stops. And then all, you really got to work at it. Then once you hit 50, the stomach... Yeah. It really, you really got to work. All right. You really got to put in that discipline, which none of us have. Well, speaking of someone who is no longer 21 and can't mm. poop things out like a goose, mm. I got some sad news to share. Uh-oh. Um, Ozzy Osbourne uh, put out this morning that uh, he'll no longer be touring. Mm. His, uh, he's had some issues with his, uh, his back, and his body is just breaking down. He says that he's still physically weak, and... Uh, He's, uh, he's currently come up with ideas how they can perform without having to travel from city to city and country to country. So um, he, He's not ill, right? No, he's got – no, he, he played – if you guys remember, he performed with the band at the kickoff game at uh, SoFi when the Rams played the Bills. They actually performed at that, and he did a bunch – actually, they've been playing it on, uh, on Ozzy's Boneyard. Actually, I listened to it on Sirius. But they got a European tour, and he just – the plane, the bus, the whole thing, he just can't do it. Because they had this big surgery to Squidbilly's point, spinal issues and all sorts okay. of stuff. So he just he's just right. but and it's, it's killing him. I was curious. Yeah. It, 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 maybe he was sick and we didn't know. Or no, no. It's, okay. It's just his last record is great. He was able to get through the studio and do all that, but he just can't tour. Yeah, he just can't do the day to day of touring. And and if you like, guys, life on the road. I do it in luxury when I get to tour. I travel with the Falcons and charters once a week. You know, not every week. These guys are every day. They're on buses. They're on planes. It is just standing on stage for, what, two hours at a time. It's just not an easy life. And, by the way, what is he – he's got to be in his 70s now. I mean, yeah. like I would say late 70s probably. So it's not like he's a, you know, a spring chicken or a, a Garrett Chapman or anything like that. He just turned 74 in December. So, yeah, it's sad news. But um, I do have some good news. Okay. And it comes your way of the fire shine and the W sauce, which oh. is bigger, better, bolder, and now spicier. Get over to WSauce.com. You can find a retailer near you. They have 64-ounce bottles of WSauce. They're not out yet, but they're coming very, very soon. They, they put it out on their Instagram page very soon. So you can buy WSauce the way it God intended it, in bulk. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully. We can get them in one of our stores we mentioned earlier. I don't want to put it out there, but hopefully they'll get in a store that sells things in bulk, which would be perfect for our friends at the W Sauce. Uh. And don't forget, forget, can't speak. Don't forget our friends at the Georgia Hemp Company. They got all your Valentine's Day needs, guys. You can go online at the GeorgiaHempCompany.com. Use the code SquidBilly10, and you'll get 10% off your order today. Garrett, hit your boss's music. Garrett, I wouldn't have pushed the button if I were you. Hey, coming up. He does what he's told. Brian Adams is touring. As a matter of fact, it's the So Happy It Hurts tour with a very special guest, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts at Gas South Arena. It's happening Sunday, June 18th. We've got tickets for you, so stay tuned. We're going to give those away next hour. When? I don't know. But if you're a Brian Adams fan, you're a Joan Jett fan, Ooh. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, you have a chance to win tickets. All right, we're coming back. Connor Riley's going to join us. It is National Signing Day. We'll also get the latest from the Senior Bowl and what he's hearing. Connor Riley from Dog Nation, next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 